and I know that's common with a lot of the people that I work with, where they're pouring out to everybody else, their kids primarily. And then second, you know, it's like work and then partner somewhere in there and -hmm. then um, goals and ambitions and all this stuff and not always tapping into themselves or what they need, you know, to feel complete or to feel whole or to feel grounded. I wasn't doing any of that, you know, so not only was I not taking responsibility for my part of the relationship, but I also wasn't even taking responsibility for making sure that I was caring for myself. You're listening to the Parenting Alchemy podcast, where we help parents raise good human beings in confidence and ease using connection-based parenting and self-healing techniques. Thank you for being here. I know that I know this for a fact because you know, I've heard enough NPR segments to know, you know, that relationships uh, did struggle during the pandemic. All of a sudden people were with their person a lot more often and whatever problems they were having were surfacing. And, um, and I also know because when people download my things on my website, there's the questionnaire that they are sent to. And one of the questions asked is what is keeping them from their best selves? And recently it's been a series of relationship problems, whether it is heading towards a divorce or disagreements, but it has to do with their relationships. And we've been talking about masculine and feminine energies and, um, and in that relationships, and we've been focusing a lot on the kids, mm-hmm. but you know, we wanted to talk about what's happening to a lot of people is, you know, relationship focused, talking about how we can improve our relationships with ourselves and with our loved ones. And so that brought us to a conscious relationship, you know, which I have an article on and a conscious relationship being one that has different parts to it. So I'll just quickly name the parts and then we'll kind of just talk about them. But the parts of a conscious relationship is that it has responsibility. And by that, I mean that the responsibility of yourself, like what you are responsible for, what you bring to the table of your relationship and knowing that you're 100% responsible for your part. Um, and then trust that you trust your partner inside and out. You have given trust to your partner and vice versa and the ability to forgive yourself and forgive your partner and forgive others. And then aspirations in terms of being growth minded, like how can I grow? And I, I, a relationship is a perfect opportunity for, for mm. growth and there's going to be conflicts. And conflicts are usually a really great indicator that there's some growth needed. And so you can grow through the conflict. And then one part that I think misses a lot, it's missed. Well, I'll speak for myself. I, this next one was not in my marriage at all. And it was autonomy, which means that mm. the ability to still be like, to still be a full person outside of your relationship, not just like your relationship does not define you, but you are already complete as a person and you're sharing your relationship. You're sharing yourself with somebody else. And then being an appreciation, you know, gratitude of what you have, of your relationship, finding all the good things in it versus focusing 
on all the bad things of it. So just being grateful for all the good parts, you know, of the relationship. So, so those are the parts that define a conscious relationship. And then on top of that, a conscious relationship has a purpose, whether it is let's start a family, let's, you know, let's raise children differently than we were raised. And, and that's our purpose or, or another purpose entirely. So, yeah, so that, that's, that's a, a conscious relationship. And so we wanted to talk about and kind of break down each one. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as we break these things down, as, as we go along, what, I, what I'm thinking in my mind is as we go through these uh, ideas and, and topics with responsibility, autonomy, uh, just taking a look at the opposite is I find such an easy way to identify uh, those those thoughts within yourself that maybe could you, some areas are where your strengths lie and some areas are perhaps need a little work mm-hmm. a little judgment adjustment not judgment <laughs> <laughs> that will help <laughs> yeah uh, maybe exclude the judgment that could be helpful um yeah just taking a look at those and um Giselle and I will kind of bring out uh forth our our own experiences uh, with our partners um and then things that we've experienced in the past maybe some blind spots that were played out for a couple years at a time mm-hmm. and not only realize until perhaps maybe after the fact you know there's a lot of linear things going happen in there but um, maybe we're not seeing you know past it you know what's 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 beyond these these uh, uh events that are being played out mm-hmm. um, so i'm very excited for this conversation well i'll start with the responsibility of or the lack of responsibility mm-hmm. of <laughs> mm-hmm. um i can say and i think it took me about two years out of my marriage so my my stories that i was with my ex-husband for 17 years and, and we were married and we have all, you know, all my children are in or through that marriage and now we co-parent. So now we, we share the children. And, um, and when I look back and this took me about two years post divorce to really look back and recognize this is that there was definitely conflict, but when there was conflict, I focused on what he needed to do to ease the conflict. And I didn't have the knowledge or the growth at that time to be able to say, what do I need to focus on? Like, what's Mm -hmm. my part? I did it at times for sure. I remember like doing it at times where I'm like, oh, I'll just change this and I'll just do that. But they were still at the surface level. I didn't get down to like the soul level mm-hmm. of what is my responsibility in this conflict and which parts of my inner child do I need to heal that are showing up in, in that conflict. I didn't go mm-hmm. that deep. I went more like, maybe we should plan more date nights, you know, and maybe we should uh, watch movies together or have more conversations and, and that mm-hmm. would fix it. And I didn't think past that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for, for me with the responsibility piece, I want to kind of highlight like the early, early parts of uh, my relationship with my wife. We've been together since, since high school, since, I know I'm going to get the dates wrong. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> Since probably at ninth, 10th grade. So back in uh, 2006 through 2007. 
So, you know, I'm I'm barely able to respond responsible to get on school on time, right? <laughs> so how am I supposed to be responsible <laughs> in this relationship? And it was a it was a very uh, difficult series of events. Um, but essentially I was not responsible. I didn't take responsibility for the way I felt, right? Because that early in in, in life is uh I I didn't even know what I wanted to do after high school, right? Mm-hmm. Um so it's in terms of how I just talked in general, it was always the superficial language, things that sounded good, but it wasn't real my real expression. So in a way, I wasn't very responsible for how I actually felt. And that could, you know, line up to so many means of miscommunication. Mm-hmm. Um, and just imagine the the amount of hours of conversation had. Um, based off that misperception that I don't want to fully share myself and take responsibility for these thoughts, emotions that I'm going through at a, you know, a latter part of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just seeing that played out, you know, years and years over down the road is is very, uh, um, you know, interesting and, and helpful um, for me to keep sharing my story. So yeah, that responsibility um, I garnered that eventually over time <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah because honestly you were like my kids ages when you guys started yeah. dating like wow. this <laughs> long time ago That's so long, long. Yeah. um so I I know that and I feel like when it comes to relationships and people when they're having a hard time in a relationship and for me now I'm at a place where if I'm having a hard time with my relationship, I'm, I wish I could say that for every trigger I might feel in a relationship, I just pause and go, huh, let me see what I might be bringing to the table, but I'm not quite there yet. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. there are still times where I can react first. Um, But I am good at, pausing when is when it's needed of just saying let's just pause this and reflect Um, but yeah but now you know in that reflection absolutely I know how to see all right what am I bringing to the table like what what's my part where why am I actually getting upset about something and and go deeper, you know, to figure out what parts of me are upset with it, what parts of me need to grow. Mm. Um, But I know that when, when I wasn't, what was lacking that I wasn't able to do that was that I also wasn't even caring for myself. I was Mm. pouring out to everybody else. Um, And I know that's common with a lot of the people that I work with, where they're pouring out to everybody else, their kids primarily. And then second, you know, it's like work and then partner somewhere in there and mm-hmm. then um, goals and ambitions and all this stuff and not always tapping into themselves or what they need, you know, to feel complete or to feel whole or to feel grounded. I wasn't doing any of that. You know, so not only was I not taking responsibility for my part of the relationship, but I also wasn't even taking responsibility for making sure that I was caring for myself. Mm. And and that's the thing about it, too. It's like when you're not able to care for yourself, I see the number two here is trust. 
you know, there's, there's no trust within yourself. And how do you expect to extend that trust out to your partner? Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you, when you mentioned that you're constantly pouring out and perhaps your partner is like third in line, you know, it's what are the expectations then for your partner when you're, you're completely depleted at that point, mm. you know, and you don't have that, you know, buffer for yourself to get back to that place, you know, so that's another, you know, sense of separation. Yeah. It's not, not very, like, it's not seen, it's not seen, but yet it's, it's being played out. I like how you said, you know, trust in, in yourself too, and, yeah. and being able to trust in, in your, in your gut, trust in your intuition, you know, like getting connected with yourself so that you know how to, you know, how to trust somebody else and how to support them through that as well. That was a really good point. And I, like, I knew that, but I hadn't thought about it like that too, where it's, it's like, oh yeah, you know, the ability to trust yourself and know that you know what to do. Yeah. And as I see that too, like trust, like, like now, if that's like current day, um, with trust, it's not only trust and like, let's say myself, but just faith that things will play out if your intentions are, are in alignment of being good. Right. So if I'm running into situations here where let's say I don't have the full trust of someone, or let's say my wife doesn't fully, um, you know, trust what it is that I'm doing. I still work through that, 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 um, what I could see as, as an issue, but at the same time, I'm, I have the faith and the trust that this relationship that I'm, I'm working with, it will play out exactly the way it needs to be played out. And that's very a uh, difficult step to, to have taken, you know, mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would be very in the mat, be in the masculine sense of things of very logical. It's like, I have to do this, to do this, to achieve this. So that way she can feel this. So that way I can feel this, you know? And then mm. once I feel this, my, my relationship is in place and my trust is in place. So there's a lot of things I have to accomplish before that trust is instilled versus the other way around coming with that trust within yourself, faith and and whatever it is that you want to do. It's such a different series of events. Yeah. It's like when it's like the saying is that trust that everything is happening, how it's supposed to be happening. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't always look pretty, you know, that doesn't always look perfect, but um, imagine When you, you know, I'm thinking about like the couples who might be going through like a really hard time right now. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a tendency to, to get into like the, why me, why is this happening? If, you know, if, if he or she or they did this, then things would be so different and look at everybody else. And I did everything I'm supposed to do. And, and all of those voices can get in the way of, wait a minute. Every, we are responsible for every situation that we're in. Everything Absolutely. is happening for a reason. Everything is happening for a purpose. People have to really live that. People say that all the time. Things happen for a reason. But when you actually live it, that mm-hmm. is another level of awareness, I guess. That is another level of awareness for sure. And to have to have trust that 
you know, I think it's important for sure. You have to have to have to be connected to yourself, period. Like that's the only way that you're going to be able to navigate what doesn't seem perfect. You know, like what doesn't seem when there is conflict, when the things are happening, because we covered you are ready. You have to be so connected to yourself that you know you can pinpoint, you can work mm-hmm. through. It might take you a little bit yeah, yeah. or it might be instant, but you know what parts are your responsibilities and you're willing to work on them mm-hmm. and that you're trusting that there's a reason why this is happening. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely easier said than done when you're going through it. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, it easily slides into forgiveness number three here, because when you're unable to trust yourself and you're still finding your way, one of the steps is forgiveness. And mm-hmm. I've worked on that for the longest time. It's, you know, tracing back to childhood, tracing back to, you know, even just just any memories that come into it to mind um at least when i'm working with them these days you know it's looking back in a, an observer a point of view to situations that perhaps are not in my realm of desire mm-hmm. you know, i see it one way but perhaps someone else sees it in a good way but for some reason it forces me to to act out in whether that be anger impatience or whatever so there's a level of forgiveness that needs to come to that particular situation mm-hmm. and you know that level of forgiveness is just me wanting to see that situation differently not necessarily that i wanted it to play out differently because that's how i used to play it out in, in the logical linear sense, right? Mm-hmm. That I want this to have played out differently so that this relationship could have been, you know, what it is, what my expectations were of it <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to this day, right? To play so that very logical, but rather why, why can I just forgive myself for the way I see this? Mm. And can I just move on from that and then just be a, a happier version of myself? Mm-hmm. So that's the forgiveness I didn't realize I needed at the time, but at least now I can forgive that again, <laughs> right? Yes. There's always another level to that. Yes. And I think, you know, a point that you were, you were making reminded me of um, something I heard recently that made, I believe in is that everything that we do, there's actually a positive reason why we're doing it. Mm. Even when we're doing something that seems really negative mm. or, um, or, or whether we're doing something, obviously that's positive, that's an easy one, but something that seems like that's a negative thing. Why do you do it? Mm-hmm. That we have a positive intention about it. Yes. It might not be an ideal one, you know, but we're doing it for a positive intention. And so um, that understanding can make it easier to accept the forgiveness, to be able to forgive yourself, to know I may have done this, I may have acted this way, or maybe I wasn't at the place I needed to be, but, and I was doing certain things Mm -hmm. that may not have been as, as great, you know, but my intentions of why I was doing the things were positive. So, Mm. you know, I can forgive myself. I can say, you know, at the time you were doing the best thing, you know, with information you had and you were doing it with full intentions, like of positive intentions, even if they weren't the ideal things. Um, And then the ability to do that for somebody else, you know, in, Mm. in the relationship as well. 
And, and, and I'm not even talking about like big things. Like we're not talking, like, I'm not even thinking yeah. about like the big things, why relationships go wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if, if there's infidelity or there's lying or there's um, mm-hmm. deceitfulness or like all those like bigger things, like, yeah, those things are still, there's still something There was a positive intention of why that person did it. And the positive intention might be, I wanted to feel wanted. Well, that was a positive intention. The action right, was not right. the greatest, you know, but the intention right. was positive. And yeah. so then acknowledging that and, and being willing to forgive self. But I'm talking about things like um, stonewalling, you know, where like where where there's an argument and you just retrieve, you know, it's like, mm. which I did a lot of. I would mm. retrieve. I would back away from the conflict and wanted to just yeah, it's gone. It's shut down. We're not talking about it anymore. Um, and and I and even when I was doing that, now I can look in hindsight and go, I, there was still a positive intention for that, and that mm. was self protection. You exactly. know, that was my positive intention. Not the best action, but the right. intention was positive. Mm. And so I can forgive myself and say, part of me wanted to protect myself, mm. you know, and, and, uh, and now I can look back and forgive myself for those actions. Cause I look at it back with empathy, you know, yes. of why that happened. Yeah. yeah that's seeing with the eyes of love right there. And I, I really like how you're, you're basically pointing that everything that you do is, is uh, coming from positive intentions. And a lot of people may not even really see that. Um, but yeah, I can really think of many things where, I did was and because I wanted love. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted that feeling, even though I didn't know what it was mm-hmm. you know, back in the day. I was always searching for love, but that's what I wanted. Whether the form was out there or not, whether that be, you know, through um materialism, just anything, just there was just something for me searching for that love. Mm-hmm. And and that was, and, and it played out in so many different ways again, in hindsight. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, being, being able to identify those, um, even good or bad, but just being able, able to look at it, just look yeah. at it. And that's what I told myself to, at least recently, it's like some, some things like these days are so hard to look at, you know, there's a lot of things happening in the world, relationships, everything. It's just hard to look at. Sometimes mm-hmm. I want to retreat back. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes those those things need to be looked at, those thoughts. Emotions. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, that brings the next one, which is that we're not perfect. You know, we're mm. we're going to mess up. Like, that's why I always say, like, our our power is in our imperfections, because that's where we can grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if one can open themselves up and, and this is where where things just change so much for me is when I when I was able to see my patterns and I was able to forgive myself for those patterns. And then I was able to open myself up to heal and to grow, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that's, that's what can get a relationship, not just, well, a personal relationship in terms of like who you are to the next level, but then your relationship can also grow to its next level. Cause I Mm -hmm. actually believe relationships should continuously be growing. Like, there might be pauses. Obviously, you just have babies. Yeah. Like you're going to pause mm-hmm. certain growth times. Yeah. But it, it, if there was a graft, you know, like if somebody was to graft out your relationship, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it should be going upward in growth. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, 
through it, but but conflict needs to happen for that it to really grow. Does. Really? really? You know, it's like it needs to That's... happen. You can't grow without conflict. Like yes. how, how would you grow? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's just such a life concept too. You know, it's like living here on this earth, even though there's so many bad things happening in this world, imagine a world full of love and full of care, no challenges. Where would the growth be in that in a way? Mm -hmm. So yeah, just tying that to relationships, it's just, yeah, just seeing it through those lenses. It's like, there's always a means for growth. Um, and even if you were to, to grow outside of that relationship, having that autonomy and being yeah. your full person, you know, that's, that's where the fun really is. And I'm seeing that being played out through my relationships because what I, I what I highly believe is, is through demonstration. Right. Mm -hmm. So I demonstrate these qualities of things that I want to see in my life, you know, things of good nature, you know, integrity, clarity, clearness, you know, openness, honest, mm -hmm. honesty, because that just makes life easier. Right. We all know mm -hmm. that, <laughs> but it's hard to step into that. Um, but being able to demonstrate that to my relationship allows that person, my wife, in this case, to be the mirror of me. You know, so she picks up on the tendencies, just like we pick up any other tendencies with anyone that we live with for, you know, so long, or even just spend time with, we pick up tendencies, mm -hmm. but she's positively picking up the tendencies and spreading that to other people, other relationships, you know? So again, it starts with you, but you can also see that ripple effect mm. pouring out, out without even having to pour out a whole lot compared mm -hmm. to <laughs> days before where that was that was a means of doing and pouring uh into those ideas yes i feel like in the ability to give your partner that autonomy you know mm. to to your partner who's going through all the all the steps of of their own growth and and who they are it's like couples to be able to give themselves autonomy that's not always easy. Like, Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it goes back to expectations, right? What is mm -hmm. the expectation of this relationship? And if the expectations is always for me to be cuddling up with you, how am mm -hmm. I supposed to cuddle with myself? Mm -hmm. right? And that's and that's the thing when you're you're you gotta weigh it, you gotta balance it. And you know, just now that I give my wife full autonomy, I was like, hey, do whatever it is that you want to do. Sometimes mm. I throw in situations, I, I threw in a situation where she uh was to make custard pie for family, right? Mm. It's, she's, it's, it's out of her comfort zone, but at the same time, it's, it's a means of giving. It's a means of service, mm -hmm. you know? And now that she's making custard pie, I say, man, this is, it feels good, you know? And then she feels like she wants to make it. Yes. You know? So that's, that's like giving this person, you know, the ability to find things for themselves, even if they don't know it at the moment, just the fact that you're giving them autonomy mm -hmm. allows them to explore that. I love that you are the one who's like, go like yeah. pursue the things, you know, that you want to pursue and you, and you're, you're willing to help support her through it, you yeah. know? And, um, I always, when I, when I've taught like my, my, my pregnancy classes and we talk about postpartum and we talk as the mom gets out of postpartum, one of the things I'll say to the partner, especially if it's a male partner, is I'll say, you're going to be the one to say to her, listen, Saturday morning, you're out. Like you're, mm -hmm. you're going to go do what you need to do for yourself. And I mm -hmm. got, I got the home base. Like I'm taking Dude. care of everything. 
because it is a tendency for a lot of um, women as they become mothers to forget about themselves. Mm-hmm. That's just a tendency. So, so the, when the partner is, is going, Hey, autonomy matters. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to shove you towards yours, you know, so right, <laughs> like, right, I'm going right. to make it easy for you to go do yours. Yeah. I think that's such a gift. Like any dad that does that, I'm always like, Oh my God, you do that. <laughs> oh, okay. No, it's, it's such a good, it's a good feeling, man. Cause um, I have to say, and, and they, they greatly appreciate that too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always, that's, that's like unlocking, you know, the chains and opening the doors to, to a constant back and forth relationship and appreciation for each other, you know, yes. and those, those kind of spark up ideas, you know, like, you know, I think I shared before just, just touching, you know, my wife on the shoulder, just to sh- say that I'm there, mm-hmm. you know, small, small little things like that, because I understand where energy, I understand there's more to this life than to this physical body. And if I can present myself and touching her in that way, very intentional, she's going to feel that. And that's a very small act of an appreciation. Mm-hmm. And then the eye contact comes into play, you know, and then the conversations become a little more lighthearted, you know? So mm-hmm. those are things that you can start looking out for as you start centering in on these ideas. And it might be possible, you know, that a relationship can have conflict and it just keeps spiraling, spiraling down mm-hmm. yeah. because there isn't autonomy. You know, in my marriage, there was zero autonomy. We were, we were a set and there was no separation Mm -hmm. of that set to the downfall of our marriage, you know, and, and I think it's important for people in relationships to remember, like, you're not another half. You're not, you know, you don't, you know, it's not, I hate the term you complete me. I'm like, Mm. no, like you need to be a whole being. (laughs) Right. Right. No, that's, I mean, I, you know, I said that back in the day. (laughs) You were in ninth grade. Hey, all right, Tom Cruise, (laughs) calm down. All right. Stop giving me these ideas. I've said this in in other parts of my life too. Like I was at different points in my life where I thought, I needed somebody I need, to be complete. Yes, and exactly. And we don't. Like we are we full really beings. Don't. You know, mm-hmm. where we bring greatness and and love to somebody else's life. But but mm-hmm. like well, I was talking to my partner recently, we were saying that to attract what we wanted, we became who we wanted mm-hmm. to be with, you know, and mm-hmm. because that's that was important that I, that I could be happy and whole and be the person that I would want to be with. Um, And that would attract that person to me. And, and it, and that happened, Mm. you know, but that required autonomy, obviously, because I wasn't with somebody else. So I had to be the whole person, Mm. the ability to do that still when you are with somebody else is yeah. I think important to remember that even when you found your person or, or when you're with your person, because obviously a lot of the people in, in my community, they're with, they've been with their person. They're trying to make that work is remember how, you know, how sit down, talk to each other and, and work out a plan on how you can each be whole human beings and not just be a set. Mm. That's, that's, that's a great thing. And, you know, it, 
if I could add on to that, like the goodness that comes from it too, just in thinking about my relationship with my wife too, it's, you know, just where we're not, since we're now kind of, for the most part, a, you know, a whole part of ourselves, right? So that's, you know, so that relationship is there. And even if, as, as we are apart in our day, we're very busy, like the few moments that we have with each other is actually really nice. You know, just, mm-hmm. just being able to come back together and say, whoa, you know, we're doing this. You know, it's wild out there. <laughs> I'm hurt. My body's hurting, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here with you. And it's and yeah, there's there's no sense of lack. Like, I need you to do this. You know, I don't before I used to be like, I need you. I need you to you know, fulfill these these roles in order for me to feel good. But now that we are ourselves, it's like, OK, we're just here now. It's mm. whatever can come of this can come of it. Um, but we're just here. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously then that brings us because it's such a great thing you just said that brings us to appreciation, <laughs> which is we can choose. I mean, we talk about this a lot. We can yeah. choose where we take our mind to. Right. And, um, and it is really easy to take the mind towards the negativity, you know, like that's, that's a, yeah, it's easy to do, but there's so much good. And I, I've seen a lot of, I, a lot of relationships fail because they were stuck in that negativity of, of why, of all the bad things, why it wasn't working. And there was still so much good in the relationship that they could have chosen to focus on, you know, like chosen to focus on, the person they have in terms of the goodness of who that person is and then the person or or what they have in that relationship. Mm. And so it's constantly being grateful and thankful for all the good parts of the relationship and recognizing I'll add to that, recognizing this, uh, that a lot of the bad parts of the relationship can also serve a really good part. Mm. Mm. Exactly. And one thing I want to add is like what I've been working with, you know, these past couple months is, you know, I've completely just not completely, but I've really led away from like social media and um, just uh, what what I receive, right? Mm-hmm. So if on on bad days with my relationship, I receive a lot of bad information, not good stuff, then I see be I see it being played out. I'm not able to appreciate the wife for the small things. You know, I get mm. very in my head. You know, so and then I, I I stop that for like a week, and all of a sudden I'm I'm back again. I'm, I'm able to mm. appreciate these smaller things. So I'm realizing it's the content too that I, I absorb, you know, myself, my my attention, like all this attention on the world and the bad news. Even just watching like a horror film for yeah. even just five minutes is not, you know, conducive to what it is that I want to bring. Yeah. So take take a look at like the small things that you're reading, articles or things that are just babble of information that doesn't feel good to you. You know, then you can start slowly weeding through that and then coming back to yourself again. Oh, that's such a good point. Right. It's like, it's not, I don't really see it, but it's, 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 it's happening. Mm-hmm. Cause it does, it, it gets into our minds. It's into the mind. Yeah. It gets into our minds. And um, that's such a good point. And a recent conversation I've been having, cause I was telling my mom, who was, I was noticing her having a lot of stress about mm. like world situations and her mm. country situation. And 
And I asked her, how much news are you watching? You know, she's like, I'm on it all the time. I'm like, okay, you did not watch, you know, any of the news. And, and I won't go into my whole spiel on social media, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. that, you know, that you just mentioned it too, is getting off social media because that gets into our minds too, you know, and and what we perceive to be somebody else's perfect life, perfect relationship and why art Mm -hmm. isn't and, and sometimes it's better to to take a pause from all that stuff while you're working through things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, hopefully these things kind of brought some awareness to like the couples who are going through situations. I mean, relationships are are flowing all the time, you know. Right. So even my relationship will at one point hit a conflict and your relationship mm-hmm. will hit a conflict and mm-hmm. and everybody's relationship will hit a conflict. And and the the goal isn't perfection. Like is right. we're not seeking perfection. Is mm. if you're going through a really hard time in your relationship is just getting some awareness about yourself. You know, getting yeah. some awareness about what you're bringing into it, mm. what your forgiveness level is, what your trust level is, you know, what your growth levels are, and mm. knowing that everything really is we are responsible for our part and that everything is happening for a reason. And it can teach us a really valuable lesson, you know, if we open that door. So yeah. it's not, it feels like the end of the world when you're going mm. through a really hard time in your relationship, but it's not. It's a, it's a, it's just, if in your whole timeline, it's just a small part. Um, So (laughs) I love how you made that image. It's a very good image. Yeah. We tend to be very narrowly like focused on this present, like just what's happening. Um, But to just, just seeing it just play out and you, you see it play out in other relationships too. So you have, we, we all have a certain level of awareness of what, what needs to, um, you know, be done to, to feel good. How do I achieve that? And so it's just sorting through the weeds. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot of weeds, but yeah, we'll get there. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. I would love to hear your feedback and your thoughts. Reach out anytime you like by visiting theparentingalchemy.com. Be well. <laughs>